Next on BYU Sports Nation, an historic night in Provo, Utah. Number one visits the Marriott Center for the first time ever. What are the keys to victory and which Cougar star is under the weather? Steve Cleveland and Dave Rose join us in studio. Yeah, both coaches are going for two picks included as well. And what history says the winning score will be? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station live on your television and radio. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, February 2nd, a sincere and happy Groundhog Day to all of you watching wherever oh. and however you're dialed in. I like the movie more than I like the day or the idea of the day. The movie is amazing. I'm planning on watching it this afternoon because the game's not until 9 p.m. Mountain Plenty Park. of time to do that. One of <laughs> Bill Murray's finest. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with 2006 BYU TV signee, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, I was a uh, one-star uh, aspiring broadcast student hired by one Jason Parker here. And it's been one of the best decisions Jason ever made in his life. Now, after a decade, you've worked your way up to almost two stars. Really yeah, proud work, of Yeah, you. working my way up there. Really um, proud of you. Dropped a star when I shaved my head. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, trying to become a uh, five-star one day. Hey, speaking of Groundhog Day, and it is a fantastic movie, as we just pointed out. It's tell more me, than that. Tell me if you've heard this before, Jerem. BYU in the latest NIT bracketology via NYC Buckets. <sighs> Why is NYC Buckets the home of bracket? Like, there's no, there's no Lenardi for NIT bracketology, and there shouldn't be. But what if the Cougars beat Gonzaga tonight, Jerem? I'm not worried about what the win would mean in relation to bracketology because it's of, I'm of the opinion that BYU is probably going to have to win the West Coast Conference tournament at this point. Um, it would take like winning out to, uh, yeah. I, I'm not even going to go there really. It's, it's all about just competing tonight. See if you can be in position to maybe steal one at the end. But we'll break that down coming up. But, yeah, five seed. Yeah, for the, the record. N- NYC Buckets, a NIT seed. Bracketology. Here but are today's. You want to be a top four seed so you can host. You're more likely to host if you're top four. So we'll get into that later. <laughs> Will we? <laughs> not today. What I mean is in a few weeks, hopefully not. But probably. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball hosting number one ranked and undefeated Gonzaga tonight. Game tips at 11 Eastern on ESPN2, BYU Radio, and the BYU Radio app. Nick Emery did not practice last night because he came down with something. He's sick. Will he even play tonight? Here's what Dave Rose said about that yesterday. Yeah, Nick's uh, come down with um, something. You know he's got body aches and chills, and so we uh, we sent him home, and hopefully it doesn't spread through the team, and hopefully he's feeling better tomorrow. Get better, Nick Emery. Yeah, that's that certainly changes some of the thought process, right? I'll be shocked if Nick doesn't play. He's such a gamer, right? He got the knee to the quad, still played. Wasn't the same guy, but he still played and gave that effort for his team. So I expect him to play tonight. We'll see. How sick he is. Because we've all had the chills and a, and a fever or flu or whatever he's got. He's got something, as Dave Rose said. That's not easy to have maximum effort with. I mean, it's one thing to be athletic and play. It's another to play the number one team in the country at home and have your maximum effort. So I'm remembering uh, that game when Kyle Collinsworth disappeared for like two days and then just oh, showed yeah. up like 20 minutes before the game. Wasn't it in the NIT last year? 
I think it was in the NIT last year. He he played a good game in that game, so we'll see what happens tonight. Hey, women's basketball plays at Gonzaga tonight at 9 Eastern. This is a big rivalry, too, on the women's side. Gonzaga, a game in front of BYU and on top of the league. The Cougars haven't won in Spokane as a member of the West Coast Conference. In fact, it's been really tough for BYU to even play a close game. They lose by an average of 18 in Spokane. So hopefully BYU can put together a good game at Gonzaga on the women's side as well. That's a sellout crowd for the women's game. Which they, is pretty crazy, right? They bring it. New Mexico used to kind of bring that uh, in the Mountain West. Now it's Gonzaga. BYU football signing day was yesterday. If you missed any of it, you can review all of it via BYUtv.org. Download the podcast. All of that good stuff is available for you. The Cougars signed 24 high school players, wrapping up signing day with 14 on the defense, nine offensive players, and a six foot four, 200 pound kicker punter. 24 high school signees and announced 11 return missionaries and six mid-year additions. I love BYU football signing day. I had so much fun yesterday. And if you missed the coverage, make sure you check it out because that's all about who now and the future with BYU football. Awesome. Kyle Collinsworth, if you didn't hear this, one point short of a triple-double last night for the D-League Texas Legends. He had nine points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, three steals, and a really nice left-handed dunk that made some waves on Twitter. Yes, I believe the Texas Legends tweeted out Air Mormon. Air Mormon. <laughs> it's, a, it's no mad dog, Mark Madsen, but it's, it's pretty good. Pretty funny. Dave Rose, Storm the head basketball Mormon. coach at BYU, will join us in just a bit, as will the former coach, President Coach Steve Cleveland. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. History in Provo. There's no question in my mind that right now they deserve to be the number one team in the country. And until somebody beats them, I think they'll probably stay there. For the first time ever, the number one ranked college basketball team will visit Provo, Utah, not just the Marriott Center, for a contest at BYU. The Gonzaga Bulldogs enter as the obvious and heavy favorite. The roar of Cougars, the Rock has shown up in force in their tents. A sellout is going to happen tonight, 19,000 strong watching BYU take on the number one team. Odds makers have BYU as an eight-and-a-half-point underdog on their home floor. Mm. Single, also, I, I'm, I'm surprised that number is not higher. Eight-and-a-half, I think that's good for BYU. History would suggest that BYU competes well, even against very highly ranked teams That's on their home floor. Yeah, and, and with Nick Emery sick, I wonder if that 8.5 is affected at all, right? It started at 11.5. You know what else helps? 68 tents outside with crazy fans. Yeah, they I, make a difference. It's going to be uh, amazing tonight. The energy is going to be fantastic. Be, the Rock knows when to bring it. Like It's not Portland. It's not Santa Clara tonight. It's Gonzaga. And that's something else. That's another level, right? This is the biggest home game BYU's had. Ever! Hey, not ever. <laughs> not ever. But it's up there, right? Absolutely. It's well, like it's, it's top 20, num- maybe all-time BYU. Only in terms number of, one team yeah. that they've ever hosted. This is a big game. So I, I think that the home court plays a factor. Like, if the score was going to be X, I think you'd give BYU several points. We've made a big deal out of the 9% chance that college basketball stats guru Ken Pomeroy gives BYU to win. He's calling for a 15-point loss by BYU. Let's be frank. The deck is stacked against BYU. In fact, BYU will lose tonight. Unless... 
the cougars do the following things. Some people are like, what? Why are you, t- what? Why are you saying that? Yeah, there, there are certain things that need to happen, obviously, for BYU to pull off a big upset. Th- this would be on SportsCenter tonight. This would be talked about for years if BYU wins tonight. So there's some things they can do to compete in this game. I said this a couple of days ago. Jaron brought it up again this morning. Eric Mika needs to stay on the floor for a long time. If he if he's in foul trouble, forget about it. Like Eric Mika is the key to everything BYU does, especially in this game, because this is the this is the first. I think this is the showcase game for uh, Eric Mika at the end of the season. A lot of people uh, scouts will be able to look back at this game more than most because Karnowski, Collins, Tilly, all these guys from Gonzaga, they have some serious depth that can hang. Uh, with Eric. I think Eric Mika can have a big-time game tonight. But if he's in foul trouble, forget about it. Are you going to throw out the 17-plus for Gonzaga? If Eric Mika gets in serious foul trouble and plays like less than 25 minutes, I think, I think Gonzaga takes two BYU. But if Eric Mika can stay in the game, he can be effective. He's a really stinking good player. It's going to be a lottery pick next year in my opinion. I think you should utilize the 17-plus curse on Reverse? Gonzaga. Ooh! Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Yes. Because it never works out. Hey, let's just get it on the record. Gonzaga will win by 17 plus. So that means it's going to be a single-digit game. It's going to be competitive at the end. No foul trouble for Eric Mika, our number one thing that has to happen for BYU. Number two, I feel very strongly about this one. Because the three-point line is the great equalizer in basketball, BYU has to be at least Average to pretty good from the three-point line, right? I don't feel the same way about this one. Here's why. BYU hasn't necessarily shot bonkers from three-point land to beat Gonzaga before or even to be close. True, but this isn't the same Gonzaga team, right? But it required Gonzaga, a guard or two, to be terrible. So four years ago, BYU played number two Gonzaga in the Marriott Center, and uh, Gonzaga shot 20% from three. Missed 14 free throws, and Kevin Pangos was 2 of 13 from the field, 1 of 12 from 3. When BYU won in the Shave My Head game, Gonzaga was number 3, and BYU won that game. Gonzaga's uh, Kyle Wilcher and Kevin Pangos combined for 5 of 23 from the field. So if you can get some unbelievably extreme poor shooting night from a significant guard, you got a chance. But Blaine Fowler brought up a great point. He goes, they have seven, Gonzaga has seven different players. Which is why I, 18 in a game or yes, more this season. Which is why I think that it doesn't matter if one or two guys have a terrible night because somebody else will step up, which is why I feel like BYU has to shoot the three well because they have so much balance. They can what, have what's two well, guys play bad. Define it. 38%. I mean, I said average to good, right? But probably need to be, what, seven, eight, nine threes plus, right? Yeah, they probably need to make at least seven three-pointers. Okay. It's the great yeah. equalizer. It is a momentum builder on your home floor. When you hit a big three, the roof blows off the building. So T.J. Haas is the key to that. I'm going to give Nick Emery an offensive pass to a degree, hoping that he brings it more defensively, because I think that's where BYU needs it more tonight. Okay, number three. And again, Jeremy and I don't necessarily agree on all of these. These are just some things that were discussed. But I think that we will agree on this one. But if one. all of them go, then now we're talking. Low number of turnovers <laughs> for BYU. Okay, BYU's been really bad in this recently. Like 23 turnovers a couple nights ago, even, even in a win, right, against LMU. I, th- I think BYU needs to take care of the rock. Because if you turn the ball over, you can't even get a shot. You can't get a shot. You can't get a bucket. And if you can at least get a shot up, 
Now you've prevented some kind of transition. Okay, you can at least maybe get back. Jonathan Tavernari said, a half-court shot is better than no an empty possession, right? Absolutely. Just a chance. When BYU, here's what happens when BYU plays these games. BYU devotes itself to the defensive end more, and they, and they take better shots. They value possession. Those are the two things I've been screaming for a while that I think BYU needs to focus on more because championship ball, just like in football, in football, it's play defense and run the ball effectively. In basketball, it's value possession and play good defense. BYU will devote more effort to defense tonight. I guarantee it. The crowd's going to be awesome. I think that will lift BYU in a way that we didn't see uh, against LMU, per se. Eric Mika, stay out of foul trouble. BYU, shoot the three well, according to me. Gonzaga, their stars go cold. <laughs> Poor Jerem. At least three of them. And a Is low number saying? of turnovers. Tw- and I, by that, I mean, t- I think 12 or less would be a good number. 12 or less. Oh, I would yeah. take 14 in this game. But there is yet hope, Jerem, in our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. From Jimmer on, BYU has beaten Gonzaga at least once in five of the last six seasons. It started with that second round Gonzaga win. And then the last six seasons. BYU has won at least one game against Gonzaga in five of those six. The only one, the only season BYU didn't beat Gonzaga was the year they were ranked number one for a couple of seasons. A and couple B- of weeks. And yeah. For a couple of weeks, sorry. Yeah. And uh, BYU was an NIT Final Four team that year. That setup feels kind of like what's going into tonight. So if BYU, I, listen, I want BYU to be competitive and have, have a shot late. That's my hope tonight in this game. In my opinion, it is a race to a certain point level, and I will tell you what that number is coming up in our going for two picks. A magic number. Yes, it's specific to this BYU-Gonzaga series. Our Twitter question today, Jerem, we haven't thrown it out because we wanted to line everything up, let people think about it, and then ask them really what they're willing to do to get BYU a win tonight. What would you give for a BYU victory over Gonzaga? Use <laughs> hashtag BYUSN. At Educator Jones, the hair of one Jerem Jordan. At Jerem Jordan. Do it for the Cougs! It's easy to give up I somebody else's something, ago. right? Yeah. We, uh, BYU got into the NCAA tournament. You know that was, that was awesome. Dave Rose told me, you got to be careful what you ask for. <laughs> At Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94, a couple of test scores because I am going to be there. To study or not to study, that is the question. There's a lot of time. Like, there's 10 hours until the game. You have lots of time to study. I bet Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94 is camping in a tent right now. I bet he's one of the, there, one of the yeah, 68 tents. Yeah, The Rock tents. right now is bringing it outside. There are, what, 68 <laughs> tents or something? Yeah. That's amazing. At O'Kelly Cam, I will shave my beard. Wow, he's got a beard card. Well, he's willing to give up the he beard. He graduated. Oh, that's right. He's good. That's right. He's that's good. Right. That's yeah, right. you can have a beard. Okay. He's not, he's not uh, some you know heathen BYU student scraping his face trying to get that beard card. Jeremy and I will tell you what we will give up for a BYU win over Gonzaga a little bit later. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the man who took over a 1-25 BYU team and got them back to the NCAA tournament a few years later. Steve Cleveland joins us next. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation jumping right now on Twitter as you take one more look outside at the Rock with 68 tents. Students are lining up for number one ranked Gonzaga tonight. 
Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN to join our conversation right now. And the game's at 11 Eastern. You can watch it on ESPN2. Listen to it on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app. An interesting note, BYU will have their shoot-around this afternoon, about 3.30. Gonzaga does not have a shoot-around in the Marriott Center today. They don't shoot around. They, in fact, they stay in Salt Lake. They don't even stay in Provo. Yeah, per the norm, right? Yeah. What do, hey, what do you have against Provo, Gonzaga? What's up with that? We have some nice hotels down here. Come that on! Is, that is true, and it's not like the air quality is better in Salt Lake than it is in Provo <laughs> right now. They care about the inversion locally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Outside our, of each other, like, what's an inversion? Our Twitter question today, what would you give up for a BYU victory over Gonzaga at BYU Fan 1995? I'd give up George, Jerem Jordan's hair. That's, it's the common answer, right? Yeah. Well, it worked. Okay, really, time. I would give up the countdown to the Vikings. Oh, Pro okay. countdown oh. at BYU Fan 1995. Willing to give up the countdown. Mm. I trust that dude. Yeah, right. Taysom Hill, trust that dude. How about that? Okay. Joining us now in Studio B is the president coach, Steve Cleveland. As I mentioned before, the break took BYU from a 1-25 record, inherited that program, and put the Cougars back on the map. Steep challenge for BYU tonight against number one rank Gonzaga coach. Uh, let's start with our Twitter question. What what would you give up <laughs> for a victory over the number one rank Zags for BYU tonight? What would I give up? Yeah. Uh, goodness gracious, that, you caught me off guard there. <laughs> uh, Your nicest set of golf clubs. <laughs> you know what? I'd give up a nice dozen of Titleist Pro V1 X's oh, to, to okay. somebody. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. There we go. Listen, that's not that's not a cheap gift. No, if, no. If, if this me, if this win, I'm not cutting my hair off because I'm losing it quick enough as it is. <laughs> yeah, nice hair too. Uh, I yeah, because this game doesn't have as much NCAA tournament implication as maybe we were hoping. I think that's lessened the value of what you'd give up to a degree. No, could be a little bit be, because if BYU wins this game, I'm not sure it means BYU's getting into the tourney per se. It just gives them great momentum the rest of the season. Well, I think it puts them in a position where they, they continue to have the mindset where they believe. And, yeah. and I know that they believe today that they can come here and win tonight. But I think that mindset will impact further future games, mm-hmm. which would, could get them into the tournament. So yeah. this would be a giant step to getting back to the tournament. Why do you feel like BYU fans should have hope tonight against Gonzaga, who looks so impressive, and they have just been crushing teams in the West Coast Conference? Well, the fact that all of the games that have been played here at BYU have been won, you know, average, BYU averages 73 points a game. Gonzaga averages 72 over the five home games. So there's a little bit of hope right there. I think Marriott Center Magic. 19,000, 20,000 people, that makes a difference. I think the, uh, the idea that sometimes teams that are recently ranked number one kind of slip and have a hiccup, that that's happened in the last two or three weeks. However, most of those teams are playing in the Big 12, the ACC, and other leagues, so it's, it's not quite the same thing in the WCC. But I think, you look at how BYU plays at home. 50% shooting, they rebound the ball better, they play with more composure and poise. So I, I think all of those things give us hope. I'm going to go back to a, c- a couple of things because I agree with some of the things you talked about. One, I believe the number's 12 turnovers or less, okay? I, I think that's really, really important that they take care of the basketball. The other thing is I believe that if BYU makes 20 free throws tonight mm. – that they put themselves in a position to win this game, all right? And they do a great job of that. BYU has made as many free throws as Gonzaga has taken in the WCC, which is a pretty significant statistic, wow. okay? Wow. And now, a lot of that's from Eric Mika. Exactly. Knock down, you talk about knocking down the three ball. Collectively, you know, whoever plays, I think seven is the number. 
I think seven is the number, and then they got to pound the glass. But the interesting thing is, if they get 40 rebounds like they average, if they get seven rebounds, uh, seven threes, which they average at home, and they do these things that they just consistently are already doing, they put themselves in a, in a position to beat Gonzaga. They'll be there. They'll be there. Eric Mika, to me, is the key to everything that BYU does. If he gets in foul trouble, that's going to be extremely difficult for BYU to have a chance tonight. Who else are you looking at and going, okay, if this player has a good – and Nick Emery, sick, certainly plays a huge factor into the game as well. Well, I, you have to look at TJ and Nick and say to yourself, they need to play with poise. I'll tell you something that we haven't talked a lot about, but in a game like this, if you run the shot clock down – and, you, and you're real, real too patient, you're going to have a contested 6-4, 6-5, or 6-11 hand up. It's going to be harder to score at the end of the shot clock unless it's right inside to make it go into the rim. They need to be selective, but I think in this game, the pace will be important. It's been important in all of their wins. They need to knock down uncontested threes in transition. I'm not suggesting we come down and start jacking up threes. I'm suggesting that let them know that we have confidence. If you have that shot, feet squared, nail it. Because when they, there's less defense to deal with. This is the best defensive team in this conference by a long ways. Okay, mm-hmm. And they're long. The difference between Gonzaga today and all the other years that BYU has played them is the guards aren't 6'1 and 6'2". They're big. They're 6'3", they're 6'4", they're 6'5", they're long, they're athletic, and they contest shots. And then they've got shot blockers. Williams inside, the three transfers, you know, have had an immediate impact on this team. So it's a different team defensively. Gonzaga doesn't have to score a ton of points to win here, but BYU needs to get to that point where they're in those 70s, which we talked about earlier. You want to be aggressive, but then again, you want to keep turnovers down. That's a that's a fine line that you walk when you play at pace, so... What advice would you give to BYU if you wanted to be aggressive and keep the pace up but keep the turnovers down? A couple things that have happened late lately. Don't throw the ball to a big in transition in, in, a, in a situation in the backcourt. Okay? There's been three or four times where just kind of a, it's kind of a little bit of a panic. Give it to the big and let's go. That would be number one. Number two is that as you get into the half-court sets, sometimes the guards especially will get up in the air and try to make decisions up in the air. You can't do that. This team's too long and too athletic. Just be sound. Ball fake. Pass it into to Mika. Move. Cut. Coach, Coach Rose talked about this. We need pace with spacing. Mm. And that, that's in, in transition as well as in the half-court. They can't stand. What happens is when they start standing, they're easier to guard. Defender knows, but if they're cutting and moving, then they're harder to guard and less susceptible to making turnovers. What does BYU do better than Gonzaga? Shoot free throws. They get to the free throw. We mentioned that already. I mean, BYU has made 172 free throws, which is the number that Gonzaga has taken total in the WCC. If BYU gets to the free throw line 25, 30 times tonight, they put themselves in a great position to win this game. And especially since... Eric Mika is shooting about 77, 78% from the free throw line. Now, the team shoots 70, but Eric shoots the majority of the free throws. I believe that that'll be the difference in this ballgame. It's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be any different. And, uh, and that's where I see free throws making the biggest difference. The stylish and always well-thought-out President Coach Steve Cleveland with us in Studio B, breaking down BYU and Gonzaga tonight. Jerem mentioned briefly uh, Nick Emery's sickness. What's a reasonable expectation for a guy that has flu-like symptoms going into a big game like this? He won't be nervous. I've been sick before, and it calms you. Now, I mean, if he's throwing up and he's having all sorts of 
you know, weakness with his body, that's a different thing. But when you just don't feel well, sometimes it just settles you and it relaxes you. All right. And, and I, I don't know the, the significance of, of his illness, but I have been sick before and I have played and I've seen players play. And oftentimes they just kind of zone everything out. They play within themselves and, and then they go and then and they usually play well. But what ends up happening at the end is they crash and burn after the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you, know, you don't <laughs> mind crashing and burning after a game if you've played well. But I think you'll be more relaxed if he has the energy and stamina to play. Uh, I think you'll be more relaxed if he doesn't play at all. And that puts a burden on Elijah Bryant to step up, and now you're 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 losing depth. And uh, and Nick really, I believe, is a difference maker in this game. His ability to knock some threes down along with T.J. Haas. Yeah, that's the big question going into the game. How effective can Nick Emery be when you're an underdog and you're playing the number one team? What's the mindset as a coach trying to establish with your team to motivate them to make winning plays? Well, I don't think you need to motivate them much. I mean, they know that these young people uh, are just as much aware of what's going on in college basketball as coaches and fans. Uh, I, I think the key thing is that don't try to do too much. Play within your system. It's when you try to go and all of a sudden start to make plays against people who are quicker and maybe more athletic than you, then the turnovers come, then the poor shot selection comes. I think shot selection is really important tonight. I think that there have been times... Early in the shot clock, sometimes in the middle of the shot clock, especially when maybe they've gotten two or three stops. Nothing is more debilitating to a team is when you've just dug down, got stops, snatched rebounds, you come down, and then somebody just takes an inadvertent, burps a quick shot up, and you're going, oh, man, we're going back on defense again and playing for 30 seconds? And, and Gonzaga is a patient team, and they'll pound it inside, but I, I, I think more than anything, that's the situation. If you were to give BYU a speech tonight, and I have visions of Herb Brooks from the movie Miracle, played by <laughs> Kurt Russell. Look, they might beat us nine times if we played ten, but not tonight. Not tonight. This is your opportunity to go and take it. What, what kind of speech would you be giving to BYU basketball tonight? Well, you know what? Uh, I, I've been doing this a long time, and bo- both Dave and I have had experiences like this. He's had lots of experiences like this. And I can remember as a first-year coach at BYU when we went to New Mexico and played the 15th-ranked team in front of, on the road in front of 19,000. And, and, and our, our thought to him was, you have to believe here. You have to know and believe in your heart that you can do this. Now, you, we'll have to go out and execute. You know, we made 11 shots in a row that game. Got up 20 <laughs> at half. With first TV timeout in the second half, we're up two. But somehow, some way, they believed. And, and Coach Rose has been great. You think about all the big wins he's had and all the success he's had. It's, it's to get him to relax. The, the energy is going to be there. They're going to be bouncing off the walls. He'll get them to relax, stay focused on their purpose and how we're going to play. They can't control what Gonzaga does. All right. They got to contest shots and you do that and you play it out. And as you mentioned earlier, play it out and see what happens at the end. If it's close, BYU wins at the end because they'll make free throws. They'll make big shots. They'll have 19,000 people screaming and crazy and going crazy for them. So, you know, just getting, getting them to believe. And, and that's the most important thing. And coach knows how to do that. I'm sure I'd love to be in that locker room today. That's, those are great experiences. They should sell for like a thousand bucks seats to the locker room today <laughs> before the game. Make the Cougar Club some money. <laughs> Coach, fantastic stuff. We're uh, obviously all looking forward to uh, what's going to be an electric atmosphere. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to being there tonight as well. That's all right, well. we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. See you. We're ready to go. Coming up. The first team to how many points wins tonight? And the head coach, Dave Rose, in studio. What would he give up for a win over Gonzaga? This is BYU Sports Nation. 
BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven, student-powered. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. The president coach, Steve Cleveland, just gave us his method to beating Gonzaga tonight. If you missed any of that, download the podcast. He really likes BYU's chances if they can get to the free throw line a lot. Absolutely. Fourth-ranked men's volleyball is back in action tomorrow night against second-ranked UCLA. That's the bitter rival for BYU. It's going to be a great match tomorrow night on BYU TV, the BYU TV app, BYU Radio, and the BYU Radio app. We'll talk to the current head coach, Dave Rose, in just a moment. Men's basketball, of course, hosting number one-ranked Gonzaga tonight. Late tip, 11 Eastern on ESPN2, BYU Radio, and the BYU Radio app. Nick Emery did not practice yesterday due to an illness. We'll find out more about that from Coach Rose and much more coming up in a few moments. Women's Hoops plays at Gonzaga tonight. That's always a big game for the ladies as well. BYU a game behind Gonzaga in the league standings. The Cougars haven't beaten uh, Gonzaga at Gonzaga since becoming a member of the West Coast Conference. Very entertaining National Signing Day for BYU football, adding 24 high school signees, including four-star prospects Chaz Ayu, a defensive back, and Longi Tuifua, a defensive end. And Kyle Collinsworth was one point short of a triple-double last night for the NBA Developmental League Texas Legends. Collinsworth had nine points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, three steals, and a nice left-handed dunk that made some waves on Twitter. In studio now is the current head coach, Dave Rose, of BYU Basketball on game day. We appreciate you coming over uh, on a, such a big, yeah. exciting day when you host the number one team in the country for the first time ever in uh, the history of BYU Basketball. Yeah, it's a, it's a good day, and, and when you get a 9 o'clock tip, everything is, uh, like, in, in reality, at game day, this is like 8.30, okay, because we use a tip at 7.00. So you move everything, you know, back a little bit. So uh, I had a little time to come over here this morning. And I'm actually excited to be here when you really have stuff to talk about. (laughs) I mean, that introduction, you had like real things to talk about. Sometimes I'm hearing you're talking about the craziest stuff ever. But uh, today you got volleyball, you got women's game, you got our game, you got signing day. There's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. And this week's been really fun, highlighted by this game tonight. But what's, the, what's game day, especially in a big game? Gonzaga's always a big game. What's it like emotionally for you? Well, I think it's, uh, it feels very similar to every other game, except you know that the, the challenge ahead of you is really steep. I mean, this is uh, – and, and this year especially. I mean, we, we last year up at their place, they were ranked 25, and a couple of years ago I think they were ranked 2 or 3. And so you know you're playing a really good team, and a team that is, is really used to winning. And that's one of the biggest challenges is to break that, that cycle uh, that, of the confidence that they have right now. And, and I've never seen anything like what they're doing right now in our league. I mean, in any league, uh, averaging 85 points a game, you know, only giving up 57 points a game, having trailed in a, in a half in the, like 11 straight halves. So uh, we've got a work cut out for us, but uh, we're going to have a great crowd and our guys are ready and uh, we're excited to get going. How much does an atmosphere impact a game like this in your favor, playing in front of 19,000? Well, I, I think that, uh, you know, th- there's so many things that go into a game as far as a game plan. And the fact that you're trying to keep focus in that plan for 40 minutes, I really believe that's where the home crowd can help you, is to keep your focus and kind of your uh, your determination. I think sometimes, especially with our young group, we get out on the road and uh, we get a couple things that go against us. We don't get a call. We we get something tough, and then we get really emotional, and we 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 go down to the other end, whatever end it is, offensively or defensively, and we kind of 
introspectively go into ourselves and try to make things happen. And we'll make a defensive mistake that costs a basket or a foul, or we'll take a shot that's ill-advised and, and then try to get everybody back. But sometimes in that, that time before you get there, you've, you've given up six or eight points, and that's the run that you know, maybe kills you for the game. So I think at home it's easier to control that because guys, uh, they, they, don't get, they don't get flustered near as much. What's the latest on Nick Emery as you hope he feels better tonight? That, that's where we are. I mean, we're hoping he feels better, and, and obviously Nick will tell us he's going to feel better because he wants to play. But uh, uh, we'll just see. We, we, we've got a later shoot-around time uh, at 3.15 instead of the normal 1.15. Um, and uh, he's seen the docs. The docs have done everything that they can to kind of give him fluids, uh, and we, we may do that again today depending on um, how he feels. But I know every intention he has, he'll try to play if he can. Uh, and hopefully he's feeling uh, well enough that the energy level uh, will be um, sufficient for this game that he's going to be playing in tonight because uh, the defensive assignments are, are real with uh, with these three or four guards. And their big guys are, my goodness, I mean, Shemek and, uh, and Williams, those two guys, one's shooting 71% in league and the other one's shooting 62% in league. <laughs> And so you've got to keep them away from the basket, and that's a, that's a challenge. They're big guys. I had a memory pop into my head a few days ago about uh, something I did as a student broadcaster at BYU back in 2005. I was interviewing one Dave Rose before he opened his career at the Mountain West Conference Media Days. Here you are 299 wins later. Um, when you look back on the 12 years, um, is it – what are the emotions like for you as the head coach? My emotion right now is I remember that day because they picked us to finish ninth in yes! the league. Yes, yes. And I was yes! not very happy, okay? And uh, our guys obviously played better than that. But, uh, finished second. Uh, right. You know, and and I, I still I still feel like, uh, uh, you know, that that challenge every day is to uh, is to be better than what people think we're going to be. Uh, and, and uh I don't know how healthy that is, but uh, <laughs> but that's uh, that's kind of the challenge that uh, I really feel uh, that we've got. I was going to say, are you trying to rile up Dave in an attempt <laughs> to get BYU to a yeah. certain place? I would never. I would never do that, on Coach. <laughs> I I haven't said anything about shaving my head or anything. No, okay. Should I? No, you don't need to. <laughs> You'll be ready regardless. We're ready. You. You were with Houston, Faisalama Jamma. You were the number one team. What's it like being on that end of the spectrum? Yeah, we were we were the number one team for a while. You know, I think ten, ten, eight, ten weeks, something like that, uh, all the way to the national championship game. And and the one thing that was so cool about that was that everywhere we went, it was you know kind of bedlam. It was I mean, the the best crowds, the best uh, environments. And the best feeling in the world when you left with a big win, you know, and uh, and I think that uh, that's where we are kind of on the other end right now. We got a we got a real challenge ahead of us, but people are excited. The game's been sold out for three or four days and, and we've sold out a lot of games here. But when you sell out a game uh, in this culture, a couple, three or four days early, you know, we got the attention of everyone, especially on a Thursday night. Yeah. And uh, so uh, this will be uh, I mean, a lot of people are looking forward to see exactly what we can do against this group if we can actually you know get to the free throw line if we can out rebound them if we can you know cause them to to, to stay deep away from the basket and take challenge shots uh then see how, see how good we are chasing down their misses and and uh turning them into points what side do you like being on more the chaser or being chased oh there's no question the the, the being chased is is 
uh, is the mo- more exciting thing. Uh, sometimes that gets, you know, really thick and really heavy as far as the pressure is concerned. <laughs> but uh, when you can embrace that pressure and uh, and be able to to perform, you know, night in and night out, it's uh, it, it's terrific. And then the bond that you get with the players that you do that with and the coaches that you do with, that's something special. And that's what we're all looking for. They make documentaries about it, in fact. <laughs> yeah. That's right. The head basketball coach at BYU, Dave Rose, with us in Studio B. Uh, really quickly, let's get an update on uh, when you get to move into your new office full-time in the Marriott Center Annex. Hey, it was awesome today. It was a short walk. You know, we're in there now, and so uh, – we're about 50 yards closer to the broadcast building, but it, it looks like... Hey, neighbor! Yep, that's right. <laughs> and I'm still waiting for the spring to, to to come and watch you guys play catch out there somewhere. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of grass. I'm actually surprised. You've got us some grass in yeah. there. Yeah. And, uh, Thank you for that. Coach. And I think we're going to get a portable mound uh, that we'll put in <laughs> and a plate. We'll see if Ben can throw some strikes uh, every once in a while. But uh, I, I'm so happy. We're in, and uh, we were... We're going to dedicate uh, uh, the building uh, right before the devotional next week, uh, Elder Cook here, and then we'll have the open house for uh, all the uh, the donors, supporters, and uh, and the you know season ticket holders, and that will be on Tuesday night, February twenty first. And there's still a lot of things that we you know will kind of grow into the building and 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 uh, continue to improve. But the basic, the weight room, the training room, the gym, uh, you know, all the uh, you know, the Hall of Fame will be kind of a, a work in progress, but uh, it's a it's a great building, and, and it's going to be terrific for our men and our women. Man, we look at that shovel every day when we That's come right. to the studio. Baby. And, and you know what? It wasn't that long ago. You know, some of these projects you, you get to get into, and, you know, you you got to wait two or three years to get them. But this was a, a pretty quick build. The guys were right on time. Contractor was awesome. And uh, we started – we actually had practice in there homecoming week. Uh the building wasn't anywhere close to being done, but the gym was actually functional. And so all of our practices this year have either been in the Marriott Center or the Marriott Center Annex, which uh, if you go back the last 10 or 12 years, there's usually about six or seven uh, home practice venues uh, for our teams. And uh, this year has been great. Coach, we wish you the best of luck tonight uh, against number one ranked Gonzaga, going for a win number 300 in uh, what has been a fantastic career for you. Let's do our part, give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. All right, let's do it. We promise not to break any windows when we do go play catch in front of the Marriott Center. <laughs> I, I don't promise that. <laughs> I wish I could. I promise you that the mound will be down towards facing the parking lot, okay. not the building. Yeah, okay? yeah, exactly. So all the, all the missed balls will go yeah. out into the parking lot. You don't want to hit a van at yeah. Dixie, right? That's right. In BYU. Right? That's right. The student parking could be in trouble during this <laughs> Some forward thinking right yeah. there. Coach, uh, we appreciate the time. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Good luck to you. See you all right, see you tonight. 11 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. tip on ESPN. ESPN2 and BYU Radio. Dave Rose with us in studio. Be up next are going for two picks, including the magic number that I have associated with what I believe will be the winning team tonight. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. If you missed anything today... Where have you been? Where yes. Were you? Yeah, Where? first and foremost, why? What's going on? But... Oh, you were changing a diaper? You're good. You are bailed out because you can watch the rebroadcast, including interviews with the current head coach, Dave Rose, and the former coach, 
Steve Cleveland. Listen, we don't. When the number one team comes into town, we don't mess around. No. We just get down. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Eleven Eastern time tonight. BYU versus number one Gonzaga. Eleven Eastern on ESPN two. BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app. What was that? Like the high school cheer? <laughs> no. Yeah, you, know, you never heard that one. We get it's, down. It's like, there's like a hand, huh. there's like a hand thing with it. No. <laughs> yes. Yes. All night. Yes, I'm reminded once again why I enjoy thoroughly sitting next to you every day in Studio B. About a nickel. <laughs> Our Twitter question today, what would you give up for a BYU victory over Gonzaga? We still need to give our answers on that, by the way. We'll do it after we go for two. Can you predict the future? These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. All right, I'm chasing down Jerem. He's got me by one right now in the overall score. And my number one tonight in our going for two picks, and I've been saying this all week, this game will be determined by single digits. And some of you might say, well, the odds makers have it at 8.5. That didn't come out until just recently. Okay, And Ken Pomeroy is calling for a 15-point win by Gonzaga in Pro Bowl. The Zags have only played three single-digit games all year. None in conference, by the way. 15 is the closest margin in conference. Single-digit game Not even tonight in the Marriott Center. That is my first going for two pick. Mm-hmm. Number two. And I feel very strongly about this because of how the history of this series has played out. The first team to 70 points will win the game. Listen to some of the scores in this 15-game history. Almost three-quarters of the time, the winning team is over 70, and the losing team is under 60. Uh, under, under 69, okay? So 69 or less. Yes. Right? Under 70. 2012. Zags win in Spokane, 74-63. 2013, Gonzaga wins 70-65 to in Provo. In 2014, BYU wins in Provo, 73-65. 2015, BYU wins 73-70. to And then last year, the Zags won 71-68 in Provo. Now, hold on. On your first one, Dave Rose always plays top 10 teams to single-digit games. So I don't think that one's that crazy. I didn't say it was crazy. I just said I... But actually, that happens a lot. I, I fought that though yeah. on Twitter. People were like, "You're crazy! Gonzaga is playing out of their mind. They've beaten everybody by twenty plus." When they talk like that, you just shouldn't argue with them. Okay, number one, Gonzaga will shoot fifty. Okay, I, I want to explain myself before I give my picks. This is not what I want. This is what I think will happen. Okay, because okay? it's a game. Well, that's that's Gonzaga what I'm saying. Will shoot Fifty. Yeah, Gonzaga will shoot. But mine are Gonzaga centric. Gonzaga will shoot 51% or better. I, they just shoot such a high percentage. I think they'll come in and shoot a high percentage. That doesn't mean BYU can't win the game, though. And number two, Gonzaga will win the rebound battle. I think that BYU will need to bring it on the rebounding end. I would gladly go 0 for 2 if it meant to win for BYU. Gladly. Is that what you're willing to give up? You know what? That's what I would give up. I would give up my going for two picks and let you get two and I get none if it meant BYU You're won. going for two lead? Yes. You're really? so generous. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't give up my hair, though. I already did that, people. Stop asking me to do that. I, I Fooled me once. What if yeah, it, it wasn't great for any of us. What if it's about the game in Spokane this year? <laughs> Why do you do this? 
I'm talking to you when I say people stop asking me too. I, I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying like because it's a 2% chance right now, according to Ken Palmer or BYU winning in Spokane. They had a much better chance winning two years ago in Spokane. 2% this year. Utah Valley rule. There's always a chance. It was 1%. Yeah, you, I hate to bring that if up. If you I make really 16 three-pointers, If you only make 16 threes at Gonzaga, they will win the game. <laughs> How about that for a statement? <laughs> Brought to you by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven student-powered, going for two, always entertaining. You know, we've, we've been talking all week about all these things. You know what we haven't said once? What? That Kyle Van Noy's playing in the Super Bowl. Summer. Yeah, yeah, how about that? This is, this is one of the greatest week. This is the greatest week of BYU sports in a long time. There's so much going on. Wednesday, National Fantastic. Signing Day. Thursday, hosting the number one ranked team in college basketball. Friday, hosting rival and number two UCLA in volleyball. Twice. And Saturday. And then on Sunday, Kyle Van Noy, one of the BYU football all-time greats, playing in the Super Bowl. This is awesome. This is awesome yeah. as a BYU uh, media member, fans. Everybody loves it. BYU Sports Nation loves yeah, it. Yeah, I sense a poll question coming out from my Twitter account very shortly. But not in the next nine minutes. No, 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 yeah, not in the next nine minutes. Let's see. What would I give up for BYU if if they beat Gonzaga? Yeah, what would you give up? So think about something that is of great value, right? Yes. I would give up my... All my sins to know they. Terry Nashif gifted BYU shooting shirt. Okay. Could I have it then? Like, would you <laughs> give it to me? <laughs> if you agreed to shave your head if BYU wins in Spokane. Yeah, that's a real fair trade. I'll take uh, LeBron James for Kyle Korver, even though they're on the same team. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a fair comparison. Yeah, that shirt's Kyle Korver. Two percent my chance hair is LeBron James. Yeah, I said it. I said it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But not whiny LeBron. Up next, the Cougar Whip. We're going to get you caught up to date. Number one in town, baby. BYU Sports Station, presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. BYU hosts the number one team in the country, Gonzaga, tonight in the Marriott Center. It's the first time BYU's hosted the number one ranked team at home. The game tips at 11 Eastern on ESPN2, BYU Radio, and the BYU Radio app. Nick Emery did not practice yesterday because he is sick. There is fresh bracketology involving BYU. Nope, not that kind. NYC Buckets has BYU as a five seed in the NIT. Boo! Women's basketball. Cougars also play at Gonzaga tonight at 9 Eastern while the men host Gonzaga. The Zags uh, are a game in front of BYU in the league, uh, on top of the league as well. The Cougars have one in Spokane as a member of the West Coast Conference. Hopefully BYU can uh, get that win tonight. Cougars in the association. Kyle Collinsworth was one point short of a triple-double last night for the NBA D-League Texas Legends. He had nine points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, three steals, and a dunk that that dubbed him Air Mormon. Softball. BYU's preseason pick to win the West Coast Conference by the coaches. Five Cougars were named preseason All-WCC. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair is tied for 39th at one over par <laughs> through 11 holes. Daniel Summerhays set to tee off an hour at the Phoenix Open. Loudest hole in golf. Soccer. That is a really fun uh, tournament. Number 16. The women's team signed seven new players yesterday, including offensive line coach Mike Emby's daughter, Savannah, and basketball player Davin Gwynn's sister, Josie. Football. NCAA signing day happened yesterday. The Cougars signed 24 high school players. Wrapping up things with 14 on the defense, 9 on the offense, and a kicker which makes 24 high school signees, 11 return to missionaries announced, and six mid-year additions. 
In fact, it was so fun. Let's go back to yesterday morning and give you a taste of Signing Day 2017. National Signing Day 2017, profiling the new class of BYU football Cougars, each and every one of them. It's a great scene. Uh, There are current and former NFL players here, a lot of former players. There's like 80 people here, food, festivities, social media center, Facebook Live. Uh, It is, as the kids say, it's lit. Spencer, let's not waste time. We have much to cover in a very short amount of time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for the millions and millions of Cougar faithful around the world, please welcome. Outside linebacker from Olympus High School. A 6'6", 325-pound offensive lineman. Defensive lineman from Hunter High School. The next great BYU defensive lineman. BYU's own Lonnie Tui Fua. Lorenzo Fautel. Tyler Patty. I'm just really proud of the environment and the atmosphere that we have here and um, same level of excitement as we had last year, you know, with the, uh, with the uh, alumni returning and uh, everyone that's been involved in helping us recruit. It's just amazing to see uh, you know, the next generation of kids, you know, coming through. Lorenzo Falatea, <laughs> Reno Mahe said, hey, you had us nervous when you picked up that Utah hat and then went for the BYU hat. And Lorenzo said, I had to lay it down. This is just a, it's a marvelous day. Hey, I got to say what's up to my friend, teammate, and brother, Kalani Sataki. I love what you're doing with the team, Kalani. So happy that you're the head coach and leading those guys for many years to come. Hard to beat Satema Nali doing the Dwayne The Rock Johnson impersonation. Or maybe it was just him doing him. Yeah, Brett Kiesel's As great. well as Brett Bro- Kiesel. Brother. So many former players on hand, the big board. It, it was like draft day for BYU football. Fun environment. It was fantastic. BYU got uh, some good guys as well. Yeah, congratulations to all of the people that put on such uh, an incredible production down there at the Student Athlete Building. That is a huge effort, and it only continues tonight with The Rock and all of the hoopla that goes into hosting the number one ranked team in the country. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Kyle Collinsworth, one point short of a triple-double. Waiting for that triple-double. We're we're used to seeing so many. Doing it at the next level, even harder. Future guests include Chris Miles, another former basketball player at BYU, and Jake Langlois previewing BYU-UCLA in men's volleyball. Continuing the big weekend, man. We'll be back tomorrow, of course. What would you give up for a win over Gonzaga? That is our Twitter question tonight, our elite tweet of the day from at Kip Kent. I want to beat the Zags so bad tonight that I would give up cougar tails for a whole season. I'm not even kidding. You wow. wouldn't eat a cougar tail for the rest there, of the season. There have been some funny responses. Like someone said, uh, at bald Duck. You're right. The hair thing has been done. I say lose one eyebrow. Your choice. <laughs> when? No. No. At BYU Fanatic 11, my firstborn son. No. You knew that was going to no. happen, right? Thanks to Steve Cleveland, Dave Rose, and everyone on our crew. The show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Rags Ingersoll. What a name. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern, hopefully discussing one of the best wins in Cougar basketball history.